0: Welcome to our special three-part mini-series regarding COVID-19 and your small group ministry. Hey, everyone. Derek here along with your other host, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. So, Steve, with all that's happening right now in the world where we are seeing governments limit large public gatherings, we're seeing churches cancel weekend services, we wanted to roll out this special three-part series uh, that focuses on a couple things. So, number one is going to focus on five ways to keep community vibrant through COVID-19. Part two is going to focus on five ways to launch online groups now. And part three is going to focus on the 10 checkpoints to know If your small group ministry is healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was so much that we wanted to break this up into three parts. Some of you may have uh, more of a gravitation to one part or the other. And so, but uh, I encourage you to listen to all three of them. And especially with this one, who would ever thought that we were going to be back into the first century? I mean, my goodness, uh, when I read uh, all through the New Testament and how the church was persecuted, they couldn't gather together. I never thought I would see it in my lifetime. Uh, I, th- I thought it would be through government suppression, but it, it's it's from a virus. Wow! Something that we can't see is shutting down our weekends, and it's forcing us into small groups, whether you like it or not, whether you have them or not, it is, it is all on you. And one of the things that uh, we just always got to keep in the back of our mind, the church always, when you look at church history, it grew the most— in persecution, crises, or in modern times, bad economies. Those three things is when we had rapid church growth. And so we want this broadcast to help you understand you do this right, and you're going to see some serious church growth. But part of what you also got to do is you got to frame it up in the right way. And, you know, one of them is I love this quote from A.W. Tozer. He says, a scared world needs a fearless church. And that's what you got to be able to do. And this is why this first podcast is so important of these three is that you've got to set the tone of the fearless church, not the stupid church, the (laughs) fearless church. And so, and part of being the fearless church is you got to be wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. You got to understand what, like in America, what the CDC is saying is real and not real. And, you know, what God's word is telling you to do. And we also, we just know so many things about, about the virus. There's so many things we don't. But before we get into all those details, I just want to frame it up on Isaiah 41.10. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. And so often, we get so scared uh, that we forget that God is the one in control. I love Psalm 23, and it says, "Uh, The Lord my shepherd, and I shall not want. And you know what that means is that God's got All your needs taken care of, that you're not want and you're not scared, that you trust him. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil or viruses for you are with me. So, as we kind of set the context of this, we understand that we are thrust into a house-to-house movement, that temple courts are being super limited, and also at the same time, uh, the physical gatherings in small groups are getting super limited. So, we, we want to go through five things for you just really quick that you can set the framework up so that your groups can thrive in this time. Because I truly believe, and I'm seeing it at Saddleback Church, is we are getting such an Uptick in people engaging uh, in community that uh, people are scared. So let's, let's set the tone first and let's remember what you're going to do for your small group leaders out there, what you're going to provide for your small group community. I just want to go through five promises that you're going to give your small group community. One is, and there's no shock, these are these are framed off the off the purposes, but that you're gonna promise to make sure that your small group leaders are not going alone. That you're gonna help that them face this together. This is fellowship. You're gonna make sure that we are better together. You know, it's a cute little tagline we say, better together, better together, all that good <laughs> stuff. And we're in the point. You gotta show up. You've got to show up with we better to together. We gotta live it out now. Yeah. First Corinthians 12 27 says, Together. You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of that body. You know, we need to make sure we, we are communicating with our small group leaders, uh, you know, texting them, emailing them. Your social media channels should be encouraging them. But this is a time where you've got to promise that we are better together. It's just not you know a tat we have, or it's not you know a, a slogan we have up on the wall of our church. But you've got to promise to them that they're not going through this alone; that you're with them. I hope they have your cell number. I hope they have your email. I hope they're part of your your groupings on social media, uh, because uh, that says a lot just by itself. Another promise that you got to do is that you're going to promise to keep them spiritually healthy. Uh, uh, 3 John 1-2 says, Dear friends, we are praying that all will be well with you, that in your body you will be as healthy as we know your soul is. And you've got to promise to them that you're going to keep them spiritually healthy. Uh, They need to know that the the greatest virus out there is uh, the devil distracting them from the most important thing, and that is their soul. Their soul's eternal, and they get, can't get caught up in everything. You got to be, like I said, wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. Got to be wise about what's going on, but you also got to be able to feed them spiritual nutrition. Uh, we talk about in the next uh, podcast, you know, how uh, you've got to figure out, you know, how you're getting content to them. But you also got to be thinking about what are your daily things that you have for them. Uh, you Bible is a great one uh, that that's out there that you know feeds you know a lot of different channels inside their uh, app to you know do a quiet time and all that. But they need to to know that promise is coming from you. You've got to be able to promise them. by the way, the last one was discipleship. Uh, you got to promise with them on number three that you'll serve them if they get sick. And they need to know that if they get sick, you're going to do ministry, that your church is taking care of them. That we will be the front lines to help them out uh, through this, so they don't need to worry about that. Fourth thing is you got to promise that you know you're going to continue to make worshipful experiences to them through their small groups. Obviously, that's worship, uh, but you've got to make that promise that you're going to help keep that stuff going to them. That's why we're talking a lot on the next uh, part of this podcast about uh, you know getting online right now, and uh, it, it's just going to be. Those five things are going to take you to a place that you never thought you could go. Uh, and then number five is promise that we will uh, help you uh, keep, uh, that we're going to promise that we will help you help others and sharing the good news with your neighbors like never before. And that is mission. That promise is that we want to make sure that, you know, people through our good deeds, they will know we are His disciples through our love. And part of what you want to be able to do is make sure that you are doing these promises, especially uh, the serving and the aspects of that that will help out. So, number one is you have got to set the tone with these five promises that will just help your group leaders know we're a family. We're a family going through this. And as the spiritual leaders, we're setting the tone with these five promises.
0: I love that, Steve, because in times of crisis, great leaders offer hope. They offer peace amidst all the craziness we see. So we've got number one. Take us into number two.
1: Yeah, on this one, it, this one's pretty much a short point because we're going to spend the whole next podcast on it. Uh, but that is, you know, remember to make sure you have the tools to go viral if needed. Now, in California, they- do you mean virtual? I need tuning. Virtual, man. It's just like I can. I always get these mixed up. But we want to make sure that you can get your groups virtual. And uh, with that, uh, you've got to think through. In in California, uh, the governor has said, you know, they've limited fifty is now the number. Uh, The trending, as you can see in other parts of the nations, as bars are shutting down, as restaurants are shutting down, it's going to be pretty much uh, limited to uh, just family units. And if it does, uh, it does. And right now, we have our groups uh, meet physically away from our campus. Uh, All of our centralized groups that we're meeting on the campus, they are meeting decentralized uh, physically uh, together. Uh, But what you got to figure out is if we have to go virtual, virtual. Then, uh, that's today's word, boys and girls. If you got to go virtual, how will you be able to do it? And that's why your uh, podcast next uh, with our special guest.
0: Yeah, special guest Jay Cranda, who is our uh, Saddleback Church online pastor. So do not miss it. He's going to lay out some very tangible, simple steps that you can launch online groups now.
1: Yep. And so you'll want to do that. The third thing is, is to keep your uh, small groups uh, vibrant during this uh, COVID-19 thing is to remember to think through uh, where your group is at. Uh, Every one of our individual groups, there's five couples in our small group uh, with kids and everything. Uh, On top of that, they're all at a different place. And uh, you got to know where they're at. Uh, like with everything shutting down so much, you're going to have more time than you ever thought you had. Make sure that you are looking to this extra time to be able to make calls to your group members, see how they're doing. Check up on them. We always talk about a group is not just two hours during the formal time of your group meeting, but it's a 24-7 group. Use this time to check in periodically through the day, see how they're doing, seeing how they're weathering it, uh, just making sure that that they're taken care of. You know whether they're new believers or long-term believers uh, with that, but you want to remember to uh, think through uh, where where your group is at.
0: All right, so that's points one through three. Steve, take us home, take us to number four.
1: Well, I mean, I thought you were going to give a little colored commentary, but I'll just keep rolling with the (laughs) play-by-play. You must be looking at the clock better than I am, so uh, we'll go with that. Number four, uh, remember uh, that God wants to use your group to help others. Uh, Two of the things that we have done immediately at Saddleback Church is we've taken into the context of what what do we know about this virus? And what we do know as of today uh, is that it is commonly with people 60 years of age and greater, they are most at risk. Uh, Those with respiratory issues or immune system issues. They are at a higher risk on top of that. And so we know that the the people that highest at risk are above 60, lower at risk or below 60 doesn't mean that they can't be carriers. So we've got to be sensitive to all that, um, to all of our small groups that are in uh, nursing homes. Uh, we are not meeting with them at all, uh, but our two ministries are taking effect for them. One of them is called uh, Care Callers, and the other one is called Care Kits. And Care Callers are basically, you want to think about this? their encouragement. They are calling people and you should be thinking through uh, to set the tone for this whole timing in your group thing is how are you ministering to the people uh, that are in your church? And I would start with those who are over the age of 60 and one of the projects that your groups can do if they're not meeting and hearing content and discussing it, they can be they can be working. Uh, I love the analogy that you know, uh, the only people that rock the boat are the people that aren't rowing the boat, and uh, part of what you've got to do in during this crisis is help people mobilize people. Uh, Because when they're doing something, they're going to see that God is in control more than they think. So, with our care callers, these are just people, they may be limited to stay at home, uh, but they're not limited in making a phone call. And so, we're having people call or text or go on social media uh, just to encourage people. Uh, Obviously, if you're reaching a population that's over 60, they may not be on as much social media, So, and they may not even be on texting, but you can at least call them and let them know that they're there. So, care callers give encouragement where the care kits or errands. So, this is our Aaron's ministry. And so, part of what they're doing is for the people who can't get out, the people that are locked down, we are making sure that they have everything that they need. If if we need to run to the grocery store for them, if we have to get meals to them, whatever we need to do, we want to do it as best as possible. So, remember that God wants to use your groups in this time. And like I said, Savor, sometimes if you don't give them anything to do, they're going to sit there and fret. And so, give them an opportunity to, to take take that. And then wrapping us up in point five is remember to keep your group leaders focused on the big picture. Keep them focused on the big picture. Uh, First Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised or shocked when you're going through painful trials and fiery tests in life. I mean, are you kidding me? How true is that scripture right now? Second uh, Corinthians 4, uh, 17 to 18 says, for, for our temporary and momentary troubles will not last, but they are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is is eternal. And so when you're thinking through these things and as you're setting the pace for your group members, let them see these seven promises I'm just going to list to you uh, very quickly so they can get the big picture of what we need to know. And part of that is understanding is that the first thing is God sees everything I'm going through. God sees it all. He is uh, omnipotent on, on the present, and he is all-knowing, and he is just, he sees everything that you're going through. Number two, he cares about everything I'm going through. So often in when crisis is there, if you're watching too much news, the news loves to stir the pot. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I'm I'm very in tune with the CDC in America to make sure I understand what is real. I get I get my feeds from them. I don't get them from CNN. I don't get them from Fox News. I would never get it from MSNBC. uh, But you know (laughs) the other two I can deal with. Uh, But you know uh, you got to figure out. You know I'm not. They are not my primary caregivers. The CDC is my uh, one I'm looking at. But more importantly is God cares about everything I'm going through. They need to see and hear that promise from you. It's Number three, God has the power to answer prayer. And I, I just got to encourage you in this time, and it seems very trite to say this, but just make sure that your grooms are, groups are spending a good amount of time on prayer is going to be important. We're not going to get through this by programs and processes. We're going to get through this through prayer. And so make sure you're spending some time in prayer and seeing where where everyone's at. Number four, this fourth uh, part, is uh, God always acts out of His goodness to me. You know, as a parent, there's a lot of things I do for my kids uh, that uh, they may not feel is good for them in the time, but in the end, it is. Uh, I don't get everything God does. I don't get everything God allows. I know we're on a broken planet. But one of the things that I realize is that, you know, he is always acting in the goodness for me. And so, uh, something they need to know. Number five, another promise, God's plan is always better than my plan. And I know at Saddleback Church, we had lots of plans and things that we were going to be doing. We're right in the middle of a campaign. We're pausing it uh, to deal with this coronavirus and... uh take some things. Uh, we had some projects, groups we're going to be doing that are all getting changed to these other ministries. And so there's a lot of work that's having to be done because uh, we're stopping the machine and we're repointing it in another direction. Same thing on the small group network. And I know the same thing for you at your church. We, our plans have been altered, but the thing that we trust in is that God's plan is always better than my plan. What's God's plan? To see people come to know His Son. And the only way that happens sometimes is God throws a disruption in there or allows a disruption. And uh, I'm, we're going to trust that this plan is one we're going to weather. We know that through church history. This is a time when the church will grow. And so we're going we're gonna to latch on to that. Number six promise, God will never stop loving me. You have to help them see that 1 Corinthians 13 is not something that was written for weddings. It was something that was written for the church that God's love is all those aspects that is written down by Paul and that we need to see that with each other. Uh, love will triumph all in the end. Love wins out. And so we, we need to latch onto that promise. And then the seventh thing is, I can't lose my salvation. Uh, some people may, I know this sounds bizarre, but people may be in your group ministry. They may be attenders in your groups and they think, you know, they did something that caused this. Um You know what? You just got to help people understand. We live in a broken planet. Uh, when, um, When Jesus was leaving this planet, he gave us two things to survive this broken world. He gave us the Holy Spirit in John 14, and he gave us the church in Acts 2, which was temple courts and house to house. That's why we spend so much time talking about God's optimal picture for the church is temple courts and house to house. Now, sometimes as believers, we're beautiful at complexing what God has made simple, uh, but what you got to do is understand, you know, how God created the church. And in this time, uh, this is a a point that we've got to lean into those two things to make it through this scary time in our culture. And I just want to say, if you want your groups to thrive during these times, I want you to look at each of these five and say, how can I do this? And just to recap real quick, number one, how can I make sure the five promises that I talked about are infused into my group leaders? How can I make sure our number two, our tools are ready that we know what we're going to do? You may want to listen to the second podcast and go, man, I've got to do that like now. Number three, uh, remember to think about where your groups are at challenge each one of your group leaders. Make a call before the next group meeting to be able to say, hey, let's touch base. How are you doing? How can I pray for you? Where are you at with that? Number four, remember God wants to use our groups. For Saddleback Church, we're going into these two phases of care callers and care kids, encouragers and errand runners. And so, you know, but you got to figure that out for your church. And then the fifth thing is you got to keep your group leaders focused on the big picture. And that is, is not everyone's at risk that as in all epidemics, globally, throughout time, they have rises and they fall. We trust uh, that God's going to use the minds of the people that, you know, work with vaccinations and things like that. But we also know not everybody's at risk the same way. Um, Just want to encourage you all that, you know, we're here for you. The Small Group Network is here for you as a point leader to make sure that uh, as you go into these other two podcasts that uh, we are gonna be here and uh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be better together.
0: So those are your five ways to keep community vibrant through COVID 19. And Steve and I are here for you. Send us an email, Derek at smallgroupnetwork.com or Steve at smallgroupnetwork.com if you have a question or an idea. We'd love to chat with or you. Or a
1: prayer at- request.
0: Or a prayer request. Also jump into our Facebook group community, just search for the small group network. We have almost 5,000 small group point people there, and so many people are asking questions and giving answers uh, regarding how they're doing groups in this time. And last but not least, uh, make sure, like Steve said, to look for part two coming up and part three. Part two is going to be about how to launch online groups now, and part three is going to be about 10 checkpoints to know if your small group ministry is healthy
1: during this coronavirus.
0: Thanks, everyone. All right, see you.
1: Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.